Welcome to the second episode of At The Crossroads with myself, Paddy Cummins. Following on from our initial episode, today I'm going to again keep the focus on recordings of Irish traditional music and song. I hope you'll enjoy the music that I've got in store today. Starting us off there in fine, lively fashion was John Carty on banjo with Paddy Folan on accordion, accompanied by James Nally, or Mac Nally, as he goes by these days, on piano. I really enjoyed the heartiness on that track and there's an interesting story behind how it came to be. Around 1982 or 1983, the 19 or 20 year old John Carty was heading off to Australia for the year and his mentor, fiddler Brendan Mulcair, thought it would be wise to get John to record an album lest he never come back. Brendan booked an expensive studio in Wembley in London for the occasion and put John, Paddy Folan, who incidentally was John's uncle on his mother's side and from Connemara, and James Nally into the studio with the intention of recording a full album. All was going well until Brendan decided to produce a bottle of whiskey to calm Paddy's nerves. And, hence, only four tracks were ever put down. But what a, what a quartet of tracks they are. Paddy, as you can quite easily here was a big fan of the great Joe Cooley and they started us off there with a few reels Last Night's Fun and The Maid Behind the Bar here's another two selections the first starting with a hornpipe McGivney's Fancy and then another set of reels The Sailor on the Rock and The Old Blackthorn (laughs) 
Music there from John Carty, Paddy Folan, and James Nally. 
And a little unusually, you'll notice that they played both reels in that final selection as double reels. Today, they're more commonly heard as single reels. And in fact, John would go on to record the first in such fashion on his debut album, The Cat That Ate The Candle, some 10 years later. Now, on to West Clare. And really, you can't mention West Clare without some nod to the great fiddle player Bobby Casey. Lucky for us, a wealth of recordings of Bobby exists. And this next piece comes from a collection I have titled From Patrick Urso. I got it while I was at college, and I don't know much about it. I can say, however, that while several of the tunes in the 15 tracks have been laid down on other releases, such as Casey in the Cowhouse and The Spirit of West Clare, many others haven't. And of those that have, the versions here are different, even if only slightly. The first one I'll share with you is an alternative take on the jig, or more accurately the set dance, Hurry the Jug, which appears on Casey in the Cowhouse. Now, there are examples of tunes which I haven't located amongst my other collections of Bobby's music. Here's a set of reels, Tuttles and then Sean Franks, which is also commonly known as Colonel McBain or Mother's Delight and exists in several different versions. He plays Sean Franks in the form AAB, and although the tune centres around the modes of D. Aeolian and D. Dorian for the most part, he has a habit of finishing the parts with the use of an F-sharp note, giving it a very... What I would call ancient or traditional feeling, I don't want to get too bogged down on the terminology, I'm sure you get what I'm trying to say. Um, In relation to the first tune, Tuttles, he has recorded it before in conjunction with a tune called The Ragged Hank of Yarn, but not with Sean Franks, and uh, again, a different take on it. (laughs) ¶¶ 
there from Bobby Casey. Now, last week I played some fiddle tracks from Breda Kevill's 2006 album The Hop Down. It's a wonderfully understated album which encompasses that lonesome quality of East Galway music. Amongst the 18 tracks are three songs which she sings beautifully and unaccompanied. It's the kind of voice that I know would quiet a lively pub in the midst of something like Willie Clancy Week or an All-Ireland Fla. Well, maybe not an All-Ireland Fla, but sure, that says more about the Fla than Breed is singing, in fairness. <laughs> but in all seriousness, all the three songs are wonderful renditions. Bannon, Irrua, Blackwater Side, and this one, The Cuckoo. The cuckoo's a pretty bird, she sings as she flies. She brings us good tidings and tells us no lies. She sucks the little bird's eggs to keep her voice clear. And when she sings cuckoo, the summer draws near. As I went down by the side of a bush, I heard two birds whistling, the blackbird and the thrush. I asked them the reason they so merry be, and the answer that they gave me, we are single and we are free. A walking, a talking, a walking was I to meet my true love, for he'll come by and by. To meet him is a pleasure and all my delight. A walking, a talking from morning till night. Oh, meeting is a pleasure and parting a grief. But an inconstant lover is worse than a thief. For a thief can but rob me of all that I have. But an inconstant lover sends me to the grave. And the grave it will rot me and bring me to dust. But an inconstant lover no maiden can trust. For they'll kiss you and woo you and vow they will prove true. And the very next morning they'll bid you adieu. A beautiful example there of Breda Kevill's singing on the song The Cuckoo. 
From Galway back to Dublin, two of the champions of the Dublin traditional music scene today are Paul O'Shaughnessy, a fiddle player and flute player from Santry with Donegal connections, and Gabe McKeown, a piper from Artane, who learned his craft from the legendary Leo Rosam. In the 1980s, RTE Radio had a programme called The Long Note, which was presented by different hosts in each season. During this period, Maradini Wainig of Alton fame was the presenter and featured both Gay and Paul on the show to display their prowess as musicians. They play for us the old set dance, The Job of Journey Work, with Gay featuring a flat set of pipes made by Alan Ginsberg of North Wales. Thank you. 
A very tight fiddle and pipes duet there from Paul O'Shaughnessy and Gay McKeown. Next up, we have Roscommon flute player Patsy Hanley. This recording comes from a collection of recordings which surfaced online around 15 years ago and which became known as the Flute Geezer Tape. It featured private recordings of North Connacht flute players such as Josie McDermott, Jack Dolan, Eddie Maloney, Packy Dignan and Patsy Hanley. I believe Marcus Hernan had a track featured as well. I found it difficult to find out information on when the recordings were made and by whom, so for now, just enjoy this set of reels. See Hanley there from a selection on the Fluke Geezer tape, Major Morins and Drogheda Bay or Big Pat's Reel. Now, Breach O'Donoghue of Milltown Malbay, a whistling flute player, has done a lot for music in her local area and further afield, and she's appeared on the likes of TG Carr's Gantry. She has a very musical family herself with all of her children playing a variety of instruments, most notably her youngest son, concertina player Liam O'Brien, and she's also taught music for many decades at the Willie Clancy Summer School. In 2005, she released a solo album, Tubber on Dukish, and to follow on from what I was talking about on the previous show, this is one of those all-too-rare, pure solo albums. 15 tracks of nothing but tin whistle playing of the highest degree. Technical, musical, lovely tone, this album is genuinely one of the finest of humble tin whistle playing you're going to come across. And here she plays a selection of jigs, the Castlebar Races, Paddy Clancy's and Tony Malloy's.
Mighty whistle playing there from Breed O'Donoghue. Back in April, the sad news surfaced that renowned County Armagh fiddle player and composer Brendan McGlinchey passed away. He left behind a legacy of fine tunes that are standards of the Irish Seppin repertoire today, including Sweeney's Buttermilk, The Floating Crowbar and Splendid Isolation. In 1974, he recorded an LP titled Music of a Champion, possibly alluding to his several All-Ireland fiddle titles. His style is very unique, and he mentioned that his bowing technique was heavily influenced by Scottish fiddlers. You can certainly hear that coming through. Here's an example of his playing on two hornpipes, the first of which he wrote Across the Fence, and the second one being The Gate to the West, also known as The Acrobat. Thank you. 
Rest in peace, Brendan McGlinchey. We'll take another song now, this time from the Keane family of County Galway, specifically Sarah Keane. Sarah, along with her sister Rita, recorded an LP in 1968 titled Once I Loved, which was reissued on CD in 2006. It featured unaccompanied singing from the sisters both in duet and individually. This is one of Sarah's solos, a popular Irish language song called Mal Dove on Glana, meaning Dark Woman of the Glen. Ben, the one 
That was Mal Dov on Chalana, there from Sarah Keen. Well, from the old to the new, I'm going to play a track from a recent release of fiddle and flute music from County Waterford. Quivian O'Farrell and Paddy Tutty released Flute and Fiddle in 2018 and its top quality playing. They were both members of Kalanua and of a long-standing musical partnership. Both are very active musicians today and Paddy is also in demand as a fiddle maker. Here they play a waltz named after its source, Tommy Betty, a fiddle player from Kinali in County Fermanagh. Thank you. 
A beautiful and relatively unusual tune there from Quivino Farrell and Paddy Tutty, Tom Betty's Waltz, and then from the same album a selection of reels, Jerdy Commands, Paddy Sean Nancy's and Miss Lyons. Speaking personally, when I look back over the influences on my own music, one man never ceases to stand out, and that's Finbar Dwyer. I first heard his name in relation to tunes that were composed, or at least associated with him. And then I picked up a CD reissue of one of his outlet LPs many years ago in the Oilac Centre Library. And very, very quickly I became hooked on his playing. What struck me above all else was his ingenuity and originality in how he changed around the melody lines of tunes. Basically how he utilised variation. He did it in a manner that I'd never heard before. So it was, in a sense, contemporary, but also it very much had a, a very ethereal vibe from it and, you know... If he told me his ideas came from the fairies, I'd be inclined to believe him. Um, He wasn't just an accomplished accordion player. He was also very, very uh, handy with the electric guitar and the fiddle, uh, on which he played country music. And uh, on the accordion itself, he was known also to have a repertoire of uh, music from Europe, um, for example, Prisian waltzes and uh, American-style tunes as well. Some of those were recorded commercially, uh, as well as many, many LPs as well, uh, featuring a whole host of unusual versions of common tunes, and then, of course, tunes that he'd written himself. His own pen of compositions is quite large. I'm going to give you two reels played from an LP uh, released by Outlet, as were most of his LPs, a Belfast label back in the 1970s. This one was titled The Best of Finbard War, and two tunes which were titled Paddy Fahey's Favourite and Paddy Murphy's Wife, although the first tune is actually more commonly known as, and probably more correctly known as, Kitty in the Lane. C-sharp three-row box with about 100 bass buttons is some sound, isn't it? You know, he quit music for many years during the 1980s, Finbar did, and then he made a resurgence in the mid-2000s, around 2007 or so, and his choice of instrument, which was a two-row uh, Paolo Soprani, 
but tuned in a much drier fashion. Uh, it, it gave a totally different quality to his playing uh, that was no better or worse than those seminal records of the 70s, but still it was noticeably different. And uh, I'll get some of that material on in, in a later program, but uh, wow, that screaming, massive, heavy, uh, no, I think it had nine couplers as well. What, what, what an instrument, you know? Uh, kind of fallen out of fashion, really, in, in recent decades. And, uh, well... We're just about out of time for today's podcast. I hope you've enjoyed the selection of music from the show. And as always, if you have any questions, comments or suggestions, the email address for contacting me is patrickcumminsmusic at gmail.com. And please spread the word about this podcast to anyone you think might benefit from it or just enjoy it. You'll catch me on Spotify and Acast. To wrap it up, I'm going to give you an example now of Finbar's broader repertoire, which I just talked about. The first tune here is called Whistling Rufus and was known as a cakewalk. I don't know much about cakewalks, but I do know that that's what this tune was called. And it was composed by one Kerry Mills in 1899. And then the second tune is a marching song written by one Harry Clark Work. And it's called Marching Through Georgia. He wrote it at the end of the American Civil War in 1865, along with some lyrics. And it's a fitting tune because on the next episode, I'm going to be deviating away from Irish traditional music to give you a flavour of some of the American music you can also expect to hear on episodes of At The Crossroads. So thanks again for tuning in. And until next time, look after yourselves and don't forget to wash your hands. All the best. (laughs) 